into the deep there has to be a deep to respond Lord that other realm is calling for a bride to get herself ready for a body change Lord God we ask Father that Lord we'll answer to that call Lord with everything that's within us Lord if we've held anything back Lord forgive us Father we lay it at your feet Lord, tonight we ask that you would come and you would take our voice and take our lips and our words, Lord, we have laying here before us. Lord, that they would become more than just words, Lord. They'd become anointed words, Father. Anointed from the throne of God. We just ask, Father, that you would come not only, Lord, and speak through me, but, Lord, anoint the hearer also, Lord, to receive. Lord, that we can recognize what's in the Word of God for us today, Lord. Lord, that it would feed our souls, Lord. It would cause us to take another step higher, Lord, we pray. Lord, we can just give this service to you and everything to be done for your glory. Ask, Lord, you'll bless this week, Lord, as we prepare for a, a, a union, Lord, of a man and a woman, Lord, to give themselves to each other. A direct reflection, Lord, of you, Lord, and your bride. Lord, we just ask that you bless each and every part of it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians 3. I'd say it's really good to be home and to be with you. We had wonderful meetings there in Edmonton. And, and I'll bring, bring back greetings from Brother Ed Hammermeister and the saints of God there. And God did many miracles for them, and uh, we're thankful for that. I believe we're living in the day of miracles. Amen. Miracles are happening all around us. And, and uh, what, a, what, a, what a day to be living in. What a time to be living in. Amen. As you know, we're in a few days having a wedding for, for the Weston Sister Mariah. And they'll be joining together as one. And, you know, I, Brother Nathan, Brother Ben, I, I didn't know that we used to play together in Utah and back in too many years ago to count that our families would be joined together like this, and, but we're very grateful and very honored, and uh, they've been real good friends of mine through the years, and, and uh, we're buddies, and we thank the Lord. You thank the Lord for real friends. Amen. There's, there's nothing like real friends, and we appreciate the Davis family, the King family, amen, and all that they have done and what they stood for, and uh, we just, we're thankful for the family of God. There's nobody like the family of God. Amen. God bless you. Let's read this to, in Ephesians 3 and verse 20. And verse 21 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus 
throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. We let you be seated. I'd like to speak to you on unlimited light or the light unlimited. You know, I want to read a scripture here in Job chapter 11. It's a different translation, but chapter 11 and verse 7 through 9 says, Can you solve the mysteries of God? Can you discover everything about the Almighty? Such knowledge is higher than the heavens, and who are you? It is deeper than the underworld. What do you know? And it is broader than the earth and wider than the sea. See, we serve a God that has no rivals. Not only that, but he is the one who measures and decrees the boundaries by which his creation abides. There is none like our God. The God of the Bible is incomparable, infinitely above his creation. To say that anyone or anything is like him is to try to express the unlimited in limited terms. Any comparison will fall short just as the authors of the scripture searched for adequate human language to apply to heavenly visions. We find ourselves ill-equipped to express God's perfection. It's kind of like the Israelites with their sandals still damp from the sand on the Red Sea shoreline. We feel the weight of this question. And it's who is like you, O Lord? It's Exodus chapter 15. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? The psalmist David marveled at him as well. In Psalms 113, he said, Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? The answer, of course, there's no one like our God. Creation existing with the limits of time and limits of space cannot rival, much less fully articulate or talk about or explain the splendors of a limitless God. And I want to look at this word unlimited. It means not limited or restricted in terms of number, quality, or quantity, or extent. It is not limited. It's having an infinite number of solutions. Oh, I'm thankful for that. A God who has an infinite number of solutions. You may be out of uh, answers. You may not know what what the answer is for your situation, but God has an answer. You may not have a solution for your situation, and you don't know which way to turn or or which way to go, but God has not run out of solutions for you. I look at this word in, in, in the dictionary, in the source, it, it means inexhaustible, it means limitless, it means boundless, unbounded, immense, vast, great, extensive, immeasurable, untold, unfailing, everlasting, infinite, endless, never-ending, bottomless, measureless, cosmic. It is unrestricted, unconstrained, uncontrolled, unrestrained, unchecked, unhindered, unhampered, unimpeded impeded, unfettered, unbridled, uncurbed, absolute, full, utter, ultimate, supreme, sovereign, omnipotent. What a God we serve tonight. 
Amen. So if you have problems, you got a God who's big enough for your problems. If you have situations you don't know where to turn to and you don't know how to answer or give a correct answer, you don't know what's the next turn or what's the next way. Amen. We have a God who has limitless power. Amen. He's not run out of healing. He's not run out of deliverance. He's not run out of of light to, to, to push back the darkness. He is unlimited in every detail of his life. That's hard to understand with a limited mind or limited understanding or a finite mind. Mind, as we said, to to be able to describe or to be able to comprehend something that is unlimitless. Uh, you know, you can go to the uh, to, to to this this road that we're here. Sooner or later, that road is going to run out. You can go to the end of the state. Sooner or later, that state is going to run out. You can go to the end of the country. Sooner or later, that country is going to run out. It's going to run out of land. It's going to run out of resources. It's going to run out of things. But we're not serving some a God that's going to run out or a God that has run out. If he had grace before, he still got grace now. If he had peace before, he still has peace now. If he had deliverance before, he still has deliverance now. He is unlimited in every resource and everything that you have need of. Now, Brother Branham would speak in earnestly contending for the faith. He says, he says, see, the very faith that they had at the beginning is supposed to be today because it's unlimited faith. Amen. It isn't running out. It isn't petering out. It isn't going down. Amen. It's still the same God today. Amen. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, but you know, a very fine scholar, as I was having dinner with some time ago, uh, said, Brother Branham, I see most of your meeting is made up of Pentecostal people. He said, yes, sir. He said, why so? He said, because they're the ones that believe. Amen. So, well, he said, well, Brother Branham, I think the Pentecost was the scaffold and that God was going to put up the building and he would made, he, and he made Pentecost the scaffold. I said, that's right. I agree with you. He said, well, see, after the scaffold work's done, we don't need the scaffold anymore. I said, but the scaffold work isn't done. When the building's completed, God will take it up. So we're still right now yet working on the building. He said, we still need every step ladder. We still need every stepping stone. We still need everything. The building is still in the making, but when it's completed and the gospel is preached to every kindred, tongue, and people and nation, then Jesus will return and take us out of here. He said, but we've had plenty of passing out tracts and passing out our theology around the world, but the gospel is not the Bible altogether. Paul said the gospel came to us not in word only, but through power and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Then when Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he meant to go to all the world and demonstrate the power of God to every creature. In order to preach the gospel, you before you can make it a gospel to preach, and you've got to have a gospel that has power, that has demonstration in it of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The letter killeth. Amen. The word, the letter killeth, but the spirit maketh it live. So it's not just a ritualistic affair. It's absolutely a real living reality of the resurrected Jesus Christ living among us and that's the faith I'm trying my best to contend for Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever and his power is unlimited 
Amen. Amen. We're not here tonight to put any kind of limitations on God. I want you to understand God is not limited just because it's a Wednesday night service. He's not limited maybe because you're tired tonight or or you've done a lot of things this week. That does not limit God. God is unlimited. And I say let's take the limitations off of him and what we have placed upon him by our thoughts of this evening or by our thinking. And let's just take it all off and let God do what he wants to do. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his power is unlimited. Hallelujah. His power still raises the dead. His power still casts out devils. His power still moves and changes life. Don't tell me it don't. I know it does. Hallelujah. And we're still working on a building, so don't don't get dismayed at tongues and get dismayed by the moving of the Spirit. We need all of that until he comes and takes us out of here. Hallelujah. But if you can limit God, you limit Christ. And if you limit Christ, you limit the church today in his possibilities. You are limiting God. But all things, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and ye shall have them. He said, I believe it, and I know it's the truth. When, you know, but when driving down our highways... And we see speed limit signs. You know, driving here, you saw a speed limit sign. And, and, you know, be honest with you, I don't agree with the speed limit sign that's out on this road. It's a very, very straight road and got a lot of passing lanes. It ought to be more than 55 miles an hour. But I ain't the one that gets to decide that. Somebody thought it was a good idea, and they placed that there, and they put a limitations on there. And the number on that sign tells you how fast you can go, or you may have to face some consequences or some penalties. Amen, if you're caught going faster than that. But I, and so I... And so men come and place limits or speed limits on the roads that you drive. Our senses places limits on God. Our, Brother Bram said our faith will even place limits on God. But man has placed limits and signs on the highway of life. And you can only go so far. You know, we've had 2,000 years of men's speed limits. Amen. We, we realize, we realize, but now we must realize we have been given something that has no limits. You know, it was a limit to the thought of science and how, how far science had went. Back hundreds of years ago, they made statements that, that if man went over 20, mi- 20 th- or 30 miles an hour, uh, that the gravitation would be lost and, and he would be able to go up in an ox cart. That was their thoughts. Uh, but, you know, you think science would ever go back to that thought today? No, they would never go back. The limits of that has been taken off. They're going 600 miles an hour in a jet plane and going further and further and further. And he said, Brother Adam said, we are up to the place where we can bleed for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We can bleed for the healing of six, so the six. So now let's move on to the resurrection of the dead. Let's move on to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, as science can only go so far, then it falls back. We got untapped resources by divine promise from none other than the Son of God. Whatsoever you ask in my name, it shall be done. He said, well, Lord, I don't think this can happen. I don't think that it can happen. Listen, it goes beyond your limited thoughts. Amen. Isaiah 55 says it like this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, praise the Lord for that. Amen. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as, high as, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
Amen. So his way of thinking is way higher than our way of thinking. Because we see things happen in this natural realm and our thoughts go to working and it puts limits and we wonder why and we wonder how come. And we got limitations about how far or how far we can see. And we can't see the end of the road. We can't see the end of the journey because our thoughts have our, our mind and our limitations have been placed there. But he has no limitations. Therefore, you'll go through something. He already knows why you're going through it and why you had to be there and why things had to happen that way. And he's already seeing at the end of the road. Hallelujah. Amen. To what, so, so it says, to what extent is God able to do? He's, been able to, he's able to do more than you can think. Paul, as we read in our opening scriptures, encourages us that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, much more than, above all. God is able to do immeasurably far more and beyond all we have the capacity to ask or think, for he is the God of superabundance. Because of God's capability, he is able to do all. Because of God's capacity, he is able to do above all. Above what you think. Above what you've learned. Above where you are. God is greater than that. That's why you should never be satisfied where you are. You should never be satisfied on your experience. And where you are as a Christian, there's more for you. Amen, there's so much more for you that is going to take you to a place that you can, be, amen, take on a body change and be changed out of this old filthy pissed house into, the new, into a new theophany body to take it over and bring it to a new creation. You're not, you, you're, I don't care if you've been going 30 years, you hadn't even started. As we've been hearing about El Shaddai, Brother Branham said, see, Abraham was 90 years old or whatever he was, 100 years old. And he said, nurse from me. He said, God thought of him as a baby at 100 years old. And we get to 18, 20 years old and we think we got it all figured out. We get 45 years in the message and we think we got it all figured out. Come on, somebody. And God's looking at you and saying, you're just a baby. You're just a little why, why. Amen. You, you ain't got nothing figured out because my thinking is higher than your thinking. My ways are higher than your ways. Your way, you may have done something different, but my way, amen, is going to bring you to an expected end. My way is planned for you, and I got a plan for your life. You know, you can... I've never had the opportunity because I've never went this fast in a plane, but they say if you get to a certain point, it'll go through what's called a sound barrier. And it feels like at that moment, just right before it breaks, that all the bolts are about to fall out of it, and it begins to vibrate, and it begins to shake. But all of a sudden, it'll pass through that sound barrier. That barrier, and say the plane, it just begins to ease into a, a, a different realm. He said, the obstacle that's in the way of that plane, when it passes its own sound, then it runs at ease. He said, oh, if the church of this day could ever pray till they pass the sin barrier and they pass the unbelief barrier, they could shout the victory of a living God. Oh, 
I see why you don't have no shout. You hadn't passed the unbelief barrier. You hadn't passed the sin barrier. But if you'll pass it on by, God will put a shout in you. God will put a rejoicing in you. Amen. Things will begin to change in your life. Hallelujah. And the devil can put everything he wants to in the front of this bride. But she's pushing and she's pushing and she's pushing. He's pushing back, but she's pushing forward. And pretty soon, one of these days, we're going to break through that last barrier. Hallelujah. And we're going to see the dead in Christ rise and be changed to be just like them. You're talking about a day of shouting. Hallelujah. But I don't have to wait till I see my mama to shout. I can shout right now because God has pushed me past all unbelief to believe in a living God. Amen. It begins to push back all of that and the shouts of victory of a living God begins to come into the life once they're past that barrier. Well, I just can't get past. Well, just keep pushing. Say, God, put a little more fire in me. That's what it takes. It takes a little more fire. Amen. You, you can get it. And it also takes the right equipment. You can put all the fire you want in an ox cart, and it ain't going to get off the ground. It's going to burn up. But if you put a fire in a jet engine, or you put a rocket fuel in a rocket, amen, you light it on fire, something's going to take place. Amen, there's going to be a reaction to that fire and it's going to be a push beyond atmospheres. Amen, what do they do? They put rocket fuel in a rocket not to fly around the earth. They put rocket fuel in a rocket to leave this atmosphere and to enter into the heavenly atmospheres. Come on now. Amen, I like to think about that when those astronauts are sitting on top of that rocket and that thing begins... And it begins to go on. You think them, them astronauts are looking on Fox News and CNN, seeing what's happening in the world? They ain't caring not one bit about what's going over in this place or over in that place. They're looking up. They're sitting on top of that rocket and they're looking up. They're looking at the unseen, unseen worlds. And they're looking to places, amen, to go out of the atmosphere of this old world into another place. That's where the bride of Jesus Christ is. She's sitting on top of the rocket and his eyes are turned towards heaven and her eyes are looking there. She's not concerned about the things around her. This one said this and that one said that. This one ain't gonna do this and that. They could care less. Their eyes are on another dimension. Their eyes are on another place. Amen. And they know just any minute it's gonna be 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Zero! <laughs> Hallelujah. But there is a living God. And when we lose our disbelief and our unbelief in him and pass that place, pass what the world is saying, past days of miracles are past. You say days of miracles are past, I'm past you. Amen. It makes you shake. Sometimes, oh, there's no such a thing as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Makes you wonder, but if you'll just look at the unseen, to the God who promised it, for the promises unto you and to your children, to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If you'll look to the blessed word that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and turn your heads towards that and press on until you pass the vibration. 
You pass the unbelief barriers and the sin barriers and every kind of barrier that's handed you. Then you'll fly free in the faith of God, knowing all things. Can you say all things? All things are possible to them that believe. Then there's no limit. There's no limit to the blessings of God that are poured down upon a believer that will believe. Come on, somebody. And the prophet of God said there is no limits to the blessings of God that are poured down upon a believer that will believe. Do we have any believers in here today? Then you're, you're facing no limits. Brother Branham said in another place, I don't have it here before, I was reading it earlier. He said, if the city has a 30 mile an hour per, hour per speed limit sign, and you, you would get a ticket if you went 40 or 45, or some of them 40 or 31, they got a 30 mile an hour speed limit. He said, but if the mayor that's over that town and over that, uh, that police force said, you know, if you're needing to get to a sick person or somebody in trouble, if you have a need, you can go as fast as you want to get there. He said if some two-bit cop stopped you for going 10 miles on over, he couldn't give you a ticket. If he did, it was worthless. He said because the mayor, had, you had been given permission to go beyond what the speed limit says. Hallelujah. He says, I hope you're getting it. We have been invited to go beyond what man has determined. Hallelujah. The limits have been taken off the bride of Jesus Christ. We can go into the unlimited power of the almighty God. There was one time limits on the church. They were limited by false baptism. They were limited by believing in three gods. They were limited and other things were held against it. But today in our generation, the limiters have been taken off. Therefore, she can believe in divine healing. She can believe in speaking in tongues. She can have prophecy in the church. The days of Ananias and Sapphira are among her. Because the limits have been taken off. There's no limits. The limits that are there before you are not enforced. Hello, somebody. Let me make that a little clearer. They're not enforced by the one who's in power. Amen. Some man may try to enforce them. Devils may try to enforce them. But God has taken the limits off. Now, I understand. I guess it's still there. There's what's called the Autobahn bond in Germany. Been on it. But I wasn't in a very good car. I was in something that was basically, it was like a a glorified golf cart. Remember that? We was in that car in Germany, and it was one of the first cars i ever seen. You stop at a red light, and it went dead. Started back up, and you hit the pedal, and it went again. This is back in 94. And we get on this Autobahn, and the brother's over in the right lane. It was a good thing. It was going, shoo, shoo. The drivers around here would die in less than 24 hours, riding in the left lane, get ran over. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are probably guilty of it. Yeah, but listen, I was sitting there thinking, man, how nice it'd be to be in a Lamborghini. I'm I'm on a road that has no limits. Why do I want to be in something that's limited? Why do I want to be in a place that's limited on a road that has no limits? 
Why do I want to be in a place where the atmosphere is limited and this is limited and the move of God's limited when there are no limits? Amen. I want to be in something that'll go down the road. That's what the bride of Christ was left. The prophet of God left a car that would run and that would go down the road. But man is limited. They've limited the power of God. They limited the move of the Holy Ghost. And they call it emotion. They call it fanaticism. That's nothing but speed limit signs written by the devil and put on the wall by men. Amen. But the limits have been taken off. Therefore, we can rejoice in the things of God. We can rejoice in his goodness and his love and his mercy and his grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah. When people realize they are not, they, that you are not or you will be, or, but that you are sons and daughters of God. You're pushing it way off to the millennium somewhere. All the blessings are out there in the millennium. We don't need divine healing in the millennium. Now is when we have it. We won't be sons and daughters of God. We are now sons and daughters of God. Heirs, join heirs with Jesus. And everything Jesus died for at Calvary is your possession. Hello, somebody. I didn't read any limitations there. There's no fine print there that says, but this, 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 this don't apply. No, he said everything that he died for is your possession. So he died for your joy. You can have it. He died for your happiness. You can have it. He died for your peace. You can have it. He died that you can have the Holy Ghost. You can have it. We will not pay attention to Satan's speed limits. They don't obtain to us. Hello, somebody. I promise you, I promise you, I'll just go a low number since I'm promising. 90% of you, if we told you that that limit out there didn't matter no more, would you abide by it still? Thank you. Lose got an honest heart. Amen. No, no, no. If I'm told that limit don't matter no more, but the higher power, power that's got authority, that's truly an authority, he tells me that sign does not apply to you. Therefore, I don't have to abide by that sign, and I'm not going to abide by that sign. Amen. And this is what Christ, the light of God, has done for us. He shined the light, and he said, that don't apply to you no more. That don't apply to you no more. That don't apply to you no more. But the promise is unto you and your children and to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There's no limits on that. Did you hear any limits on that? No, it was so anyone that the Lord would call. I know there's some... Some goody two-shoes are still looking at it. I'm only going to go 55. That's what the sign says. It's the only way I'm going to have it. It ain't going to be no way else. It's the way we've done it for 40 years. This is the way it's been. This is the way I've been for 40 years on the same highway going the same speed, and I'm not going to go a mile an hour faster. You better get faster. You're not going to change bodies. The prophet of God said, we're going to speed up, and they're going to slow down. We're not the ones to slow down. 
Hello, somebody. We're not the ones to slow down. We are the ones to speed up. We are the ones to go higher. We're the ones to go further. We're the ones to go with everything that we have. Brother Branham was out in the woods talking about the deep, calling to the deep. There's got to be a deep response. It's said, nature began to rise up in me. Here's a place for me to stay. All oh, that music, that old gray wolf crowd howled. And it's wild. It just really calls to the deep. That wild call of the wolf, the wild animal screams, the birds screaming, singing. To me, it's God. I can hear him among his beasts and his animals. The winds are blowing. Blowing that cold front all the way down. Sun came out over in the west after it passed. And I saw the rainbow and I heard the call of the elk and I heard the wolf calling. I heard his voice whisper. I heard it and I couldn't just hardly stand it no more. He said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a real Baptist. But while I was looking at that, I got so full of the Holy Ghost... I set my gun against a tree and I run around that tree just as hard as I could, kicking one foot in the air and screaming to the top of my voice, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. At a wolf howl. At an elk's bugle call. And we hear the truth of Almighty God through anointed preaching and we don't have a Hallelujah. Need to speed up a little bit. Amen. Just around and around I went till I almost fell down. Had to stop and jerk my hands up in the air. And I began to holler, glory! Glory, 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 glory! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's just as, and just as hard as I could run. My heart was bubbling over. It was a deep call in the deep. I heard God out yonder in a way that maybe you wouldn't hear. But to me, he was, it was his universe calling back to the God of creation. He said, yeah, if somebody saw me in those woods, they'd have thought, that man's a maniac around and around and around the tree I was going, having myself a glorious time. But anybody, he said, I don't care whether they heard or not. I was 50 miles, 30 miles from anybody as far as I knew. And around and around the tree, I went screaming because what? I was in God's cathedral. I could see him everywhere. I just looked at them snow peaks and shouting off down into the evergreens. Him and his universe. He said, while I was enjoying that, standing there for a minute, kind of getting my senses, I heard something going chatter, 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 chatter. I thought, what in the world is that? There was this old blowdown blow from this former storm that blowed some trees, and this little pine squirrel jumped up on that old stump, and he was going, like, he just acting like he's about to tear me to pieces, chatter, chatter, chatter. He was jumping up down, shaking off as hard as he could. He was just having a good cut up. And I said, little fella, there's no need in you getting excited. You're not going to do nothing, and I'm not going to do nothing. Did I scare you? I thought, well, you ought to get scared about that. I was only, you shouldn't get scared of that. I was praising God that made both of us. There's no need in you getting all tore up. I was praising him. So didn't get, don't get all excited like that. Well, I, I was just praising God. You ought, and you ought to have known better than to holler at me like that. Don't interrupt me while I'm shouting like that. <laughs> I, I think that's good advice. Don't interrupt me while I'm shouting. You know, if you're trying to interrupt a move of God, do you see what it, where it puts you? 
And I happened to notice a little fellow would cock his head sideways and look down. And I realized, come to find out, he wasn't really barking at me. But there was this big eagle that had been forced down in that cold front, been blowed down in that, in that moment. And that big fellow and this little squirrel was excited about it. I said, well, now, wait a minute. There's something here because I was worshiping God around and around. I see him in all different elements of him and his nature. Now, why would he interrupt me to see such a thing as that? And there was this old eagle, and I admired the eagle. And I thought, wow, could I see God in him? And I looked, his great big eyes looking at me. He stood there on that limb looking at me, just almost piercing through me with his eyes. And I looked at the squirrel, and he looked back at me, and I looked at the squirrel, and he looked back at me. And I guess we're just looking each other over, I thought. I said, do you know what? I could shoot you if I wanted to, talking to that eagle. And I looked at him, and my rifle sitting up against a tree, and I said to him, do you know I could shoot you if I wanted to? He didn't pay no bit of attention to me. He just kept looking. I thought, oh, that's what God wanted me to see. Don't be afraid. The eagle's brave. He's not afraid of nothing. He wasn't ashamed to tell his boss he got healed by divine healing. That didn't bother. He was strong. He wasn't afraid to testify he had received the Holy Ghost. He wasn't afraid of the Holy Ghost outpouring because he's an eagle. Because he's brave. He has nothing to be ashamed about. Well, I thought, what are you so brave about? What makes you so brave? And all of a sudden, I kept noticing him flexing those wings. You know, he moved them feathers back and pulled those wings out. And I thought, oh, I see why you're not afraid. God give you two wings. And you know good and well, you could take them two big wings and get in that timber before I could even reach that rifle. God gave them wings and he knew what them wings would do for him. How much different is that with the Holy, Holy human being? God gave us the Holy Ghost and we still don't know what it'll do for us. That's right. It's unlimited what he'll do. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you'll get it and ye shall have it. If the eagle can trust in his God-given ways, how come we can't trust in a God-given Holy Ghost? We got the Holy Ghost and we ain't trying it out. Ooh, I tell you what it will do. It'll go to the gate called beautiful and it'll raise a lame man up. They tried it out, and they found that it worked. Amen. It's unlimited. He knew the distance from where I was standing from a rifle. He could be in that timber. And I watched him. I said, oh, boy, I'd never shoot you. I'm so proud of you. I like to see something like that with some spunk in it, something that'll stand up when they know what you're doing. He said, don't you like to see that? That's the reason I like the Pentecostal church. Don't care what the world says. Call them holy rollers. They'll stand right up and shout just as loud, just the same. Praise God. Go right on. Certainly stand right up. Don't make any difference. Stand there and give your testimony and give God praise no matter what the chatter chatter is I watched this old eagle as he moved around here in a little bit and I happened to notice he wasn't watching me but he was sure getting tired of that chatter 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 that earthbound creature that had no idea what it was like to fly up there he looked over at him and after a while annoyed him so much he just jumped off of that stump, flopped his wings about twice, and he was into the timber and into the sky. What happened? He set his wings, and every time the air would rise, would blow, he would rise with it. And I stood and looked as he went higher and higher and higher, and tears began to run down my cheeks. I said, oh, God, what a great place this to be. He made one big jump because he trusted his wings. He didn't flop from one meeting another and go from one church to another.
another. He just made one big flop and he set his wings in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it carried him on and on and on. I play it plumb on out of the sight of them old earthbound chipmunks. It said there wasn't no way it could happen. Chatter, chatter here and chatter, chatter there. No such a thing as a Holy Ghost. Chatter, chatter, chatter. Days of miracles are past. Chatter, chatter, chatter. He went beyond till he couldn't even hear him no more. Hallelujah. Amen. They got chipmunks of the message sitting around saying, we don't need the Holy Ghost experience. We don't need that atmosphere no more. Chatter, 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 chatter. One of these days, you're going to be left on that stump. Chattering days of miracles are past. While I get the greatest miracle ever known to man, a body change. You can chatter, chatter all you want to. I'm lifting up to places I don't even hear you no more. He said, if the church will ever get tired of that chatter, chatter, they'll know how to set their wings. They'll take a walk with God and go home. Let me tell you something. This dimensions, these dimensions are blending very quickly. Just tell you of an experience I just had sitting on the platform on Sunday morning, Brother Tim's ministering, and the presence of God is moving, and it's just in that atmosphere, people are rejoicing, and all of a sudden, I became so aware my mom was next to me, and I actually turned because I thought she'd be sitting right there in the chair. I would see her. What is it? It's that other round. They're moving closer and closer. And closer until they, we will begin, then we will blend and we will be changed to be just like them. And the world will go on chatter, chatter, chatter. I told you there'd never be no rapture, and the rapture doesn't happen. Chatter, chatter, chatter. I told you days of miracles are past, and the greatest miracle that ever struck the earth is untook place. Tell me when. He said, Days of miracles are past. Tell me when. Just come too late to tell me that. Days of miracles are past. No such thing as the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues is just make-believe. That's all they know about it. But you just need to set your wings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just set your wings. He said, if I could ever get real good fundamental faith amongst Pentecostal people or fundamental doctrine with the Pentecostal people or vice versa, I'd like to see what the meetings would be like. When the people realize that you are, not you will be, but you are present tense right now, sons and daughters of God, we keep pushing it way out. We don't need it way out. We need it right now. We need it right now. He said, but see, when you realize Satan don't like that, he said, but if the people could only realize and just be willing to take God at his word, it would be unlimited what God would do. The tree of life, the tree of knowledge has limitations. It, it can only go so far. Men take a bite off the tree of knowledge and they get medicine. But that medicine can only take you so far. They, 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 get, they take a, uh, a bite off of it and they make things, you know, more, uh, I guess, nicer. You know, an automobile or an airplane or things to move around. But it can only take you so far. It has limitations. They, they have taken a bite off of, the, off of the tree of knowledge and they've created nuclear power and it has limitations. It only lasts so long. 
it has limitations. But with everything that has limitations also has bad, adverse side effects. Amen. So if you got a car, it's got limitations, but it also kills, it harms, it destroys. You got airplanes, they crash. You got nuclear power that one day is going to be used to burn this whole world, all, uh, destroy this world. It, you know, it's, uh, it's off the tree of knowledge. It's cause it only can go so far. But the tree of life has no limitations. Amen. There's no limitations to what the tree of life. You can take a bite off the tree of life and it'll change you like it changed Abraham and it changed Sarah and it turned them back to a young. That is what is happening. There's a people upon this earth that is eating from the tree of life. They're eating the words. They're eating the life of that body. They're eating on the body word of the son of man. And it actually has no limitations to where the point is going to change every fiber of our body all the way and change us into a glorious body to be like his and we'll live throughout the eternity because it has no limitations. So if you have tonight got to the end of where tree of life can, or the tree of knowledge can take you, maybe the doctor's taking you so far and that's all he can take you, it's the time to step off of that and step onto the tree of life because it'll take you to divine healing. It'll take you to miracles. It'll take you to salvation. It'll take you, amen. It'll take you back to your loved ones again. It'll take you to eternal, to eternal life. This is what the tree of life can do for you. Amen. Therefore, we are not speaking of something that has limits or limitations or adverse side effects but we're speaking of something that is unlimited it is unbridled omnipotent is now speaking in our midst omnipotence is speaking and when omnipotence speaks miraculous takes place you don't get he he says if you don't get in and go with us We'll be, we'll be glad to have you along. Call you our brother's sister. I'm not meaning that you're not in that sense, but I want you to get the blessing. I want you to get the blessing. One day the Bible says that things will break out on this earth, disease and thing, and all the people will be plagued till the flesh shall rot on them and so forth. But the Bible says don't, don't you come near any of those that has the seal of God in their forehead. The seal of God is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now you advert, brothers, I don't want to disagree with you on the seventh day. There's no scripture for that. But the Bible, Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed to the day of your redemption. Therefore, it's not a seal that has limitations. There's nothing can break this seal. If God placed a seal, it'll remain there all the way to the end. Amen. The devil can come against you. He can try to talk you out of it. He can try to discourage you. He can try to beat you down. And there may be days you have discouragement. There may be downs you, days you can't hardly pick your head off the pillow. But that seal still remains. Amen. The devil can try to break it. He can try to hammer it. He can try to kill it. He can try to put it out. But if God places a seal upon your life, there ain't enough devils in hell to tear that seal off. It don't have limits. It is unlimited. So when the Pentecostal church or any other church, when it's born into the kingdom of God, it becomes sons and daughters of God. He said, but we've stopped at that. When the Pentecostal church received the gift of tongues and interpretation, they stopped. That's no place to stop. That's a place to begin. He said, we've got untapped resources. All things are possible to them that believe. Every promise in the Bible belongs to us. 
The trouble of it is we can go to our fellow citizens of the kingdom of God, our Methodist or Baptist brethren, you can tell them about divine healing. You can tell them about the power of God and they'll refer back to what Moody said or what this one said, somebody else, in a day gone by. You can say to the Pentecostal brother, well, back yonder, our forefathers 50 years ago, don't look backwards, keep looking forward. Amen. You think modern science would listen to something 50 years ago or 100 years ago? No. They keep going forward. Hey, amen. We're not, we're not going to go backwards. We're going to go forward because all things are possible to them that believe. We got untapped resources of God in our hands to display God. We're sons and daughters of God. When God made man, he made him a God. He gave him dominion over the earth. But his fallen state dropped that. But what they lost by Adam, it has been restored by Christ. Therefore, if you say to this mountain be moved and don't doubt in your heart but believe what you said it shall come to pass whatsoever you ask in my name and you pray and believe you shall have it he has restored us to all that was lost in Adam but we today think going to church putting our name on the book being immersed sprinkled whatever it is shake hands with the pastor that settles it and then we come up to Pentecost, we received the Holy Ghost, it fell on us, and we began shouting and praising God, the power of God come down, we spoke in tongues, heard, interpreted, made great quotations and so forth, and prophecy, that sounds fine, but we stop. That's just the beginning. Keep moving on. Keep going on and on and on and on. <laughs> You'll never come to the end of God's power. You'll never come to the end of God's experiences. Every day ought to be a fresh and new experience. But too many times we get an experience and we camp out there. Keep moving on. Keep walking. Abraham would have never, he would have never conquered or, or possessed all the land if he'd have just got in the border and sat down and said, this is it. No, he said, everywhere your footsteps trod, that is your possession. So Abraham said, really? Well, I'm going to go possess a whole lot. And he begins to go, and he begins to possess what God had promised him. And this is the bride of Christ. Listen, you don't come to one service, and that's it. Hello, somebody. Maybe you don't stream it tonight. You don't come to one service, and that's it. Well, I got all I can need from God. No, you haven't. You just started. It's a constant walk. It's a daily progression. It's, it's taking today more land than you had yesterday. It's taking more inheritance than you had yesterday. It's taking more of your possessions than you had yesterday. Amen. Listen, it's not just one experience. It's not just one moment. It's not just one time with God. There's many times. There's many feelings. There are many, one feeling and many refillings. But people get a feeling and they think, well, that, that's, you know, they get a touch from God and, oh, I had a good service. And, that, and you don't. Nothing happens. Listen, we ought to be seeking every day for more of God because it's unlimited. You are limiting what you get from God by your senses and your feelings and your pride and yourself. Turn to 2 Kings 4 and verse 1. Now, one of the wives of man of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha for help saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant reverently feared the Lord, but the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves in payment for a loan. So what, what did she do? First, she went to the word of the day, the prophet, 
the word of the day. What, what am I to do? I, I got a situation here. I need some help. And Elisha said there, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have of value in the house? Oh, oh what do you have of value? And she said, thy handmaid has not one thing in the house. All of a sudden her thought, save a pot of oil. Not one thing in the house, save a pot of oil. Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a small jar jar of oil. And he said, go borrow containers from all your neighbors, empty containers, and not just a few. Hello, somebody. Not just a few good services. Not just a few good moments. Not just a few vessels. Not just a few times that I can pour something out of. Go ask for a lot. Hallelujah. Then you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out the oil you have into all these containers and you shall set aside each one when it's full. So she left him and she shut the door behind her and her sons and they were bringing her the the containers as she poured the oil. And when the containers were all full, she said to her son, bring me another container. And he said to her, there is not a one left. And the oil stopped multiplying. Hallelujah. I want you to catch something here. Amen. Your vessel, your vessels equals God's outpouring. I wonder if that woman would go back later and say, you know what? I wish I'd have got just a few more. I guess, sure, it paid her debts and it was a wonderful story, but I wonder if there was a moment in her life she said, my, if I would have just gathered more If I'd have just done more, if I would have just given myself more, if I would have just brought more to him, what could he have done with it? But what she brought, God filled. And it only stopped when it was at the end of what she had. Hallelujah. Listen, God's outpouring. It will never run out. He could start pouring here tonight and all the way through eternity and it'll never run out. But what stops the outpouring of God is the vessel. Oh my. Listen, it was showed there she had some oil. She had had a little bit of the Holy Ghost. But he said, you need more than that. Maybe she didn't realize the buying power of the Holy Ghost. Maybe she didn't realize the purchasing power of the Holy Ghost. She didn't realize what she was able to get. So she came to one Wednesday night. She had a bucket and he filled it up. What if she'd have brought 10 buckets? What if she'd have brought 100? Or a thousand. She had some, but she needed more. This is where the problem is. People do not realize their need of more of Christ. She had asked, what does she do? She has, she have in her house, what does she have in her house? She has a little oil. She didn't recognize the purchasing price of that oil. A lot like the church, we don't recognize the power of the Holy Ghost and the liberty that it brings. But don't limit God to just a touch. Don't limit God to just one moment in his presence. Don't limit God to just one time. Amen. He will pour it out over and over and over. He wants to do more for you exceedingly abundant, more than you could ever think or ask. 
So it's time to take the limits off of our thinking. I got to have some vessels. And I, she went and got them from the neighbors or wherever she could find them. And she didn't ask for a few. Elisha, that word, of that word of that day came and said, all these, all I need is empty vessels and it'll be filled up and you'll be able to pay your debts off. The creditor was coming. He was coming to take her sons because of her lack. How does he get in homes and take fam- uh, children out? Because of the lack. Because they lack a good move and a good dose and doses of the Holy Ghost in their life. They can get enough to come to one service and you won't see them again for six months or a year. And they finally come back to another service. What is it? They don't realize the purchasing power of the Holy Ghost. They don't realize the purchasing power of being in the presence of the Holy Ghost. The pouring out into empty vessels happened in her house with the door shut. Just me and you, Jesus. Amen. Was multi, it was a multiplying of all. A miracle in her home. A miracle. And she needed a miracle. And God was a God of miracles. Amen. He poured out into the vessels the supply to get the creditor off her back. Amen. Hallelujah. If the devil's been against you, there's enough Holy Ghost here tonight that'll get him off your back. If the devil's been trying to get your son and get your daughter, there's enough Holy Ghost that'll go arrest them and bring them back. Amen. His response equals your vessel. Your empty jars. If you'll give him 10%, he'll fill it. If you give him 50, he'll fill it. If you give him 80%, he'll fill it. If you give him 100%, he'll fill it. Whatever you have need of, it's unlimited. It's more than one dose. It's many. It's more than one moment. It's many. It's more, more than one time in his presence. It's many. We need to seek every day to be in the presence of God. It's more than just Wednesday night and Sunday. It's every day. It's more than just moments and time here and there. It's every moment you'll give him. Hello, somebody. He'll take every moment you'll give him. What about you? How many vessels did you bring tonight? How much are you expecting? What do you want from God? Just at the meeting, Brother Ed was giving his heart to us about his son had been wayward. It's like he needs a miracle. We need a miracle, Brother Tim. I'll never forget my dad's response. He said, well, get in line. Get in line. Get in line to receive something from God. Get in line and say, God, I need more. I need more than just a touch. I need more than just a moment. I need more than just 10%. I need to give you more. 
It's Friday morning. We'd have breakfast. This boy, we'd begin to talk about an experience he'd had of being at a place and seeing this man that was clothed with a long, dark, black gown and his hood over his face and just this darkness that was all around him and a staff in his hand. And he come walking by him and another friend and looked at him and walked to the other, out to the east and to some neighborhoods. They get in the car and they turn and they go directly west about 50, 60 miles an hour for 30 minutes. He gets out of the car and the same figure walks by him again. That realm is real. My son Andrew said, you know, when I saw the demons at youth camp, I realized that realm is real. It's real. Demons are real, but it also showed me if demons are real, God's real. Brother Tim began to speak to Caleb. He said, look, you've seen that realm. He said, but if you know demons are real, that also means God's real. Amen. And you're being pulled and influenced by that realm. But if you'll turn your eyes to the other side and you begin to look in the other way, amen, God is also pulling at your heart. God is also knocking at your door. Amen. Will you open it up to him? Amen. That Saturday, I preached a youth service. Brother Caleb was the first one at the altar, and he gave his heart back to God. Hallelujah. He gave up every kind of sin and every kind of thing, and he said, I want to go with Jesus. I want to give my life to him. Amen. Sunday morning, he was back at the altar again. It wasn't one touch. He wanted another touch. He wanted more of God. He wanted more of him. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight and say, God, I've had you touch my life, but tonight I'm asking that you would pour out the Spirit of God, and I want to open up my vessel again and say, God, come down and fill my life. Fill my heart, oh God. Make me more like you. Hallelujah. Amen. Take the limits off of God. Take them off and say, God, I've got to have more. I need more. More than yesterday. I need more. I need more than what I've had before. I've got to have you, Jesus. I gotta have you in my life. I gotta have you in my job. I gotta have you in every part. I need you to help me make decisions in my life. I need you to help me make, amen, things uh, the right place, move the right ways and do the right. I need you in every part and every detail of my life. If you'll give it to him, he'll take it. Hallelujah. Why don't you just lift your hands to him and open your vessel up right now and just say, God, I'm taking the limits off of you. I'm taking the limits off of you, Lord. I'm taking it all off. I need more. I need more, Jesus. I need more in every part of my life and every detail. I want you more. I gotta have you more. Hallelujah. Oh, just talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's in your house that the miracle is done. Why don't you just open up the door? You say, well, Brother Timothy, if he'll open it, I'll let him in. No, you've got to open the door. You've got to open every closet door. There's some closets that you've allowed to stay shut, and you've kept a lock on them and do not enter signs. But tonight, you want to take the limits off? Let him in every door. Let him in every closet of your life. Let him in every part of your life. Let him in every detail of your life. Let him walk with you tomorrow on the job. Let him, let him talk to you tomorrow when you wake up. Let him, let him put you to bed at night. Let him, let him, he wants fellowship. He wants a, a, he has an intense desire for a love affair with you. Why don't you give him more? Father, 
Oh, Jesus, we love you. Lord, we don't ask for a few. For a few good services and for a few good times with you, Lord. We want it every day of our life, Lord. We want it every moment of our life, Father, every part, Lord. Lord, forgive us with our feelings have limited you and our, our thinking has limited you. Even our faith has limited you, Lord. God, forgive us, we pray. Lord, let the limitations be taken off tonight. Let me just move into the atmospheres of the Holy Ghost where all things are possible. Lord, in them atmospheres, cancers will fall off. In them atmospheres, Lord, sugar diabetes will die. In them atmospheres, high blood pressure will just go back to normal. Lord, let us take the limits off of you, Lord, and what you want to do in our midst. May every home begin to open up every door and say, God, I got vessels in here I need filling. I got vessels over here I need filling. Go over here, God. I got it stacked up over here, Lord. I need these filled. And God, you'll keep pouring it out and you'll keep pouring it out and you'll reveal this to them and you'll reveal this tomorrow and the next day you'll reveal more of yourself and you keep pouring it out until it floods over into their children and it floods over into their homes and to the atmosphere around their house and their neighbors and all around them God because of the unlimited light that is moving in this day oh Jesus take the limitations off May we never limit you at our services, Lord. God, may we rip down every speed limit sign because it don't apply to the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, you went so far before. Won't you rip that speed limit sign down? You try to get up, and you get up about 35 miles an hour, and depression tries to grab you. Rip it off. Anxiety tries to come back. Rip it off. Depression tries to just push it out on top of you. They say, I ain't bound by your limitations no more. I serve an unlimited God. I serve a God who's rich in mercy and he got enough mercy for Caleb he got enough mercy for me if he got enough mercy for that family he's got enough mercy for my family if he's got enough healing power for that one he's got enough healing power for me take your speed limit signs down take your do not enter signs down let God have the right of way let go and let God have his way in your life Don't hold anything. Don't hold anything back. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Yes, Lord. Need you more. Oh, more than yesterday. I need you more. I need you more. More than words can say. Hallelujah. Amen. Man by his words can put limitations on your life. But the Holy Spirit here is tonight to take those limits off. You're free. You're free. Hallelujah. I need you.
glory, glory, somebody touch me. Somebody touch me.
pastor back. Brother Timothy, shout of the king. It's in the king. Amen. God bless you this evening. Oh, glory, glory, glory.